0: listeners. How's it going? I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. This is Living Well with Dr. Pegg, and we are brought to you by our sponsor, SSI Guardian, the leader in school safety and security. And while there are many ideas and theories on how to improve school safety, only evidence-based training and solutions proven to make schools safer should be considered. And SSI Guardian is the only organization in America that addresses all of the critical components required for a 21st century safe school. Learn more by visiting SSIGuardian.com. Well, we're going to have a conversation today about leadership. We're going to be talking about what makes for a great leader and how can we teach leadership to our children. We, we've got to make sure we've got a new generation of leaders that we're cultivating at any given time. And to help us answer those questions, we'll talk today with someone who has a reputation of being a great leader in our community here in Denver, Colorado, and my guest is Dr. Ryan Ross, and he's the Associate Vice President for Student Affairs and Director of Diversity and Inclusion for the Colorado Community College System. And Dr. Ross also serves as the President and CEO of the the, the Urban Leadership Foundation of Colorado. Am I the first person who've ever
1: said Lurban?
0: (laughs) The Urban Leadership Foundation of Colorado. Dr. Ryan Ross, welcome to the program. Thanks for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, it's great. Uh, We first met at Community College of Denver, actually. I was thinking back now, how do I know Ryan? Because you're just everywhere in the community. And I was thinking about uh, that I met you at CCD, And uh, I was teaching, I think, at Red Rocks Community College at the time. I went on later to teach at uh, Community College of Aurora, and I actually got my teaching career started in um, Hampton, Virginia, at Thomas Nelson Community College. And so I'm a big fan of community colleges. And when I heard that you had been appointed to your new position for the whole Colorado Community College system, I was really excited, and congratulations on that as well.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I was excited as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tremendous opportunity to actually be a part of leading the conversation about equity Mm -hmm. and student success Mm -hmm. for the entire system and work across the state with the different personalities of the colleges, the different cultures, the different demographics of students, and really support... Um, student success wholeheartedly.
0: Mm -hmm. And there are 13 colleges, if I remember correctly, in the Colorado state system. And so you're right. It's just such a a diverse um, group of of colleges and institutions and programs and departments and students and faculty and needs. And so really a challenge. But um, you're the right man for the job. You've been um, working in the state in education uh, for, it seems like, a very long time. So why don't we, before we go into our commercial break, talk about how you got on the path uh to leadership in education in particular?
1: Yeah, you know, for me, it was really about um, mentorship and sponsorship. So I knew that I wanted to help people and education was really important to me because for me, education is a great equalizer. It's mm-hmm. literally what saved my life and gave me opportunities to uh, take me out of my neighborhood and, and get me to college. And, yeah, and,
0: and did you out. grow up here in in Colorado? I did. Okay, I did. wow. I grew up wow. right
1: right over on 36th and Elizabeth near Bruce Randolph. Oh wow.
0: In, in yeah. New York. Yeah.
1: And um, and so having an opportunity to go to a private school, um, for athletics and academics, mm. uh, was my first real experience with uh, equity gaps. I got mm-hmm. to see what was at one school and not at the other. And then also going to college, made me really feel like who was having these conversations with the kids in my neighborhood, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's what got me interested in education. And then leadership was once people access education, who was going to advocate for them, who was going to be a voice? Because so many people, you know, are told to go to college, but not told how to use it or why or, or what college can look like everything from a technical or certificate onto a terminal degree right. and everything in between.
0: That's right. And did you um, uh, go through community colleges yourself? Is that how you got really interested in um, serving in that environment?
1: No. So I, I, I attended a four-year school in Nebraska. Okay. I went to Nebraska and then also Nebraska Wesleyan University. Mm-hmm. But while I was there, I worked in TRIO programs mm-hmm. at Southeast Community College. Mm-hmm. And so really got to see the mission of community college really being open access and giving everybody an opportunity to engage in education and really support that that notion that education is a right and not a privilege Mm -hmm. And, and i just really dug that
0: excellent well we'll talk more about that and we'll talk in particular about great leadership what are the traits of a great leader and how can we develop leadership in our children you can give us a call today at 303-477-5600 to share your thoughts and when we come back Diane, Dr. Ryan Ross will share his thoughts on great leadership stay with us we'll be back
2: don't trust your safety to just anyone. SSI Guardian is the only choice. Visit us at SSIGuardian.com. What if a psychologist with years of experience wrote a book revealing secrets that therapists know but usually don't share? And what if that book provided effective strategies for experiencing lasting change? That's exactly what you get with Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark's book, do something different for a change, an insider's guide to what your therapist knows but may not tell you. Celebrating 10 years in print, this self-help classic shares critical insights to help you understand and overcome the three common barriers to change, heal your emotional pain and emptiness, and strengthen your connection to your true self and others. In the easy-to-understand, down-to-earth style she's known for, Dr. Pegg clearly communicates fundamental principles and strategies for change and personal transformation read do something different for a change today and have a better tomorrow go to drpegradiocom books to purchase your copy today Studies show that safety greatly impacts student learning and
0: a teacher's ability to do what they do best. Be it broken furniture, a leaking roof, or more serious threat of violence, the 21st Century Safe School by School Specialty addresses school safety from the emotional, social, and physical perspective. Don't wait another moment. Call 877-878-5800 or visit SSIGuardian.com. All right. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and you're listening to Living Well with Dr. Peg, information and inspiration for living well and staying safe. And if you're ready to get unstuck and establish new habits that will move you forward in the new year, register now for my habit hacking session on Monday, March 4th from 6.30 to 8.30 in Aurora, Colorado. Don't get left out of this strategic life-changing event. You'll learn the science of behavior change and habit formation, and that will help you to experience the lasting change that you desire in your personal and professional life. Just go to drpegradio.com to register. And just for my radio listeners, you can use a special discount code, habit 50 for 50% off registration. And this amazing discount is only good through tomorrow night. So act now, go to drpegradio.com and change your habits, change your mindset, and change your life. And I bet that my guest today has some great habits. Uh, he's Dr. Doc- Dr. Ryan Ross, and he's the Associate Vice President for Student Affairs and Director of Diversity and Inclusion for the Colorado Community College System. He's also the President and CEO of the Urban Leadership Foundation of Colorado, and we're talking about great leadership today. If you have a question for Dr. Ross on leadership and how to develop great leadership characteristics, in particular in your children, but even in yourself, you can give us a call today. We're taking your calls live on the air. The number is 47303 fifty six hundred. So again, Dr. Ryan Ross, thanks so much for being with me today.
1: Yeah, Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: It's great. Well, you know what? You were the recipient of the Denver Business Journal's prestigious 40 under 40 award. Uh, You were named one of Colorado's top most influential young professionals by Colorado Biz Magazine in 2014, and you were recognized in 2016 as a nine news leader of the year in Colorado uh, so evidently, you know, a little something about leadership.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you know, I, I, think leadership is most importantly, it's about service and, um, and humility. Mm. Right. I, I I have had uh, tremendous opportunities and experiences, but they all, they've all been rooted in service, yeah. simply serving others, and amazing opportunities have created themselves. Yes,
0: and one of my colleagues, Dr. Um, Denise Mater, was just sharing the other day that her approach is to serve people and really have them educate her about what their needs are, not to direct people and tell them what they need. It's really serving them and helping them get what they need.
1: I think that's absolutely it. It's mm-hmm. really about seeing and meeting people where they are and helping them actualize what whatever they're working on. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. and really letting them define that, helping to empower them to make those um, decisions for themselves. Uh, what would you say are some of the other characteristics of a good leader? Those are that, That's something for you to serve and, and humility, but what would be some other things that we can – Um, make a note of so that we can really be intentional about cultivating those characteristics in ourselves.
1: Right. I I think um, there's three things that I'd share right off the bat. The the first is, is understanding the difference between excellence and perfection, Mm. right? I think people create a lot of stress for themselves, trying to be perfect, trying to live a certain way or doing a certain thing, Mm -hmm. rather than just striving for excellence to just be the best they can be. Uh, The other thing about that is, is when you're striving for perfection, it's either you're perfect or you're not. Mm-hmm. But when you're being excellent, it's you're in this constant pursuit, and 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 when you're, you know, when you believe in excellence or subscribe to it, failure is okay. It's a
0: part of it. It's a part yep. of it,
1: right? It's a part of the learning opportunity. It's a part of the growth strategy yes. to, to reach it. And yeah, so.
0: and that was the thing I was going to say, um, the excellent book called Mindset, and it talks about the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset, and it's exactly what you're saying. You either have this fixed amount of ability and potential and, and uh, talent, And either you do or you don't. Right. Right. And then that fixed mindset or we can have a growth mindset. And as a good leader, really try to promote and cultivate that growth mindset. So I love how you captured that excellence versus perfection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you said there were three that come to mind for you in terms of characteristics of a good leader.
1: Yeah. The second is grace.
0: Mm, Say what you mean by that.
1: Well, you know, people have to have the opportunity to make mistakes and to be ignorant and be educated Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know i think we've lost a time where you can just say my bad (laughs) right and so sometimes you just got to have grace for people to to just grow and be who they are and appreciate that Mm -hmm. and then also internally right it's that gratitude just being thankful for what you can do what you do have versus Mm -hmm. the opposite Mm -hmm. you know when when you're in walmart and there's no parking spot that's when grace comes in like oh Thank God, I have the legs to walk mm-hmm. to the front door. Not, oh my goodness, this is going to waste my time. Yes. It's, it, again, it's go, it goes back to that, to that mindset, and that, and that really putting yourself in a place to think about the gratitude and the, the goodness that you really have, mm-hmm. because everybody's truly blessed.
0: Yes, absolutely. And we, as a good leader, a great leader, you're going to help role model that and also point that out to people uh, in a non-condemning way, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Very good. So what would be the third uh, characteristic?
1: The third is, is, you know, you've got two ears and one mouth for a reason, right? <laughs> Listen. Yeah. You know, I, I think it, and it's easier said than done, you know, and it's something that I, I, I try to work on all the time, but it's to really hear people and really be present for people. Because there's a lot of times when you think you're doing the best you can for someone or you're given all you got but you're giving them everything that they're not asking for mm. right and even though your heart's in the right place the intention is yeah. is valuable and it's you know it's authentic You've missed the mark, yeah. and so just being able to listen and hear people, and and letting and and letting people use their voice mm-hmm. and, and be heard.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we can really miss the mark when we jump to conclusions and we're not really listening, and we think we know what someone absolutely. wants. And we could do a whole show on just good listening. Mm-hmm. Um, how how do you uh, really listen even between the lines?
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, and and that's a skill that everybody needs to work on mm-hmm. because sometimes that's where that's where the gold is, and 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 that's where opportunities are missed or relationships are ruined because Mm. you didn't quite listen to what was being said or being portrayed. Mm
0: -hmm. And so that's something that if someone has been under great leadership, I would guess that they often feel heard. Uh, They feel that um, their voice is desired and they're empowered to use their voice. And that um, I've been in organizations where I've shared my opinion. I've been asked for my opinion, actually, and um, been part of a committee, for example, or even a hiring committee, and uh, we make our selection or we make our recommendations. And some leaders have the reputation of, uh, you know what, it doesn't really matter what we say or recommend. They're going to do what they want to do anyway. Right. Uh, So it's not just hearing and listening, but it's really um, taking that information and putting it into action or at least explaining why you can't.
1: Right. Yeah, give people validation for the time that they use and their mm-hmm. expertise, right? Yeah. When, when somebody's sharing their referent or expert power, mm-hmm. you got to honor that.
0: That's right. That's right. And you're talking like a social scientist now. <laughs> I, I used to teach Psych 101. I like that. Referent power. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so let's shift gears a little bit because when we're talking about leadership, um, one way that all of us are leaders if we're parents is leading our children absolutely and so we want to be good leaders of our families so i want to talk about that kind of the similarities or differences between um being a leader being a a leader of an organization versus a parent and then how can we cultivate leadership qualities in our own children
1: yeah you know i'm a big believer in mantras right Mm -hmm. and i and i also you know going back to the social scientist piece you know, I really believe that kids learn the most when they're, you know, from infancy to age five. Mm. And so that's when you really, I think, spend a lot of time almost brainwashing,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: success and gratitude yeah. and and authenticity and advocacy into your children, mm-hmm. right? Every morning, when my, both of my kids. You and know, how
0: old are your children, right?
1: Uh, I have a son, Gavin is nine, mm-hmm. and my daughter's always four.
0: Okay, and they're in school, so right. we're not gonna shout them out. Yep. Well, hopefully, they're not listening now, they'll see the recording or wa- listen yeah, to the yeah, recording. Yeah. They, yeah, they better
1: be in school. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, So, but every morning, you know, I look at my kids and say, you know, um, my mind is so. They respond with focused. <laughs> You can do, and they say anything you put your mind to, Mm -hmm. right? Do your best and have fun, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, just setting the day, right? Setting their mindset to go have a great day, right? And then also just, you know, getting rid of some of the stereotypes out there like with my son it is cool to be smart mm-hmm. for my daughter it is That's absolutely awesome. fine to play with tonka trucks yeah. or dolls yeah. and, and my son too right just taking away the stuff and just letting them be them mm-hmm. um you know to still a quote from social media just letting them live their best life yeah. and letting them learn yeah um and, and, and the other piece is encouraging them to read.
0: Mm. Uh, Say more about that because uh, you had a uh, post on Facebook the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone captured you reading a book, and I, I, I commented on it saying leaders are readers.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Right. When you look at the, some of the statistics around education and research, right, it shows that individuals, and I, I'm, hopefully I get this right, but individuals who start kindergarten with 5,000 or more words mm-hmm. are going to be, you know, they're, they're going to do well individuals who start less less than 5,000 words in a vocabulary may struggle or, or they're gonna have a harder time mm-hmm. so you, you want to set your kids up for, for success the other thing is is that's where they get that critical thinking that imagination some of the things that are missed in school right you can find those things in a book yes right and then it also creates the habit of structure yes. Right. When you can sit down at age six and read for 45 minutes and not
0: say I'm bored. Right. You know, my my parents would say, go read a book. (laughs) We said we were bored. Right. I saw a little boy. uh, We were waiting for breakfast. There was a long wait uh, for breakfast recently at one of the local restaurants. And everyone was looking down on their phone. I try to make a habit of not looking at my phone on purpose when I'm waiting or in an airport. Uh, Everyone was on their phone. Uh, One particular family, I noticed they were all on their phones, but the one little boy in the family was reading a book, (laughs) Mm -hmm. a real book, not Mm -hmm. an e-book. And I said, wow, that's awesome. Sadly, it was notable because we just don't see people reading as much anymore and children in particular or
1: seeing children in libraries. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. Like. You know, one of my son's favorite things to do is to go to the library and, and, and get a book. And because yeah. he likes to do it, my daughter's like, uh, it's library time. Right, Let's go. Right. I got to get two books because Gavin got one. Right. Right. <laughs> awesome. It's a competition awesome. for her.
0: Well, and you were talking about mantras and kind of really establishing a foundation and setting the expectation that this is just what we do, who we are. You're great. You're going to have a great day. Uh, again, I, I follow you on social media. You refer to your son as Gav the Leader. Absolutely. So you're really speaking that over him.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and and my daughter is Zoe the Magnificent.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: right? Like, there's, for me, there's no, I don't want them to ever doubt, right? Um, that they're destined for greatness, mm-hmm. right? They were designed to be you know, out of this world. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's the way we talk to them.
0: That's great. That's great. Well, I'm speaking with Dr. Ryan Ross, and he's a leader in the education space in the state of Colorado. Uh, he's also the diversity officer for the whole Colorado Community College system, providing leadership for equity and inclusion efforts, including improved recruitment and retention of a diverse workforce. If you have a question for Dr. Ross about leadership, about equity, give us a call today. We're at 303 5,600. Uh, so let's shift gears and talk about your work um, in equity. First of all, what do we mean by equity? In particular, we'll limit it to higher education since that's your current position. What is What do we mean by equity in higher education and what does that look like, uh, for example, at the Colorado Community College System?
1: That's a great question. I, I think I'll have to steal a, a quote from one of my mentors, Dr. Nita Mosby-Tyler, uh, when, when we talk about equity and that is you know when you're when you truly reach equity that's a system when everyone thrives right and as it relates to higher education that's what we're trying to do we're trying to look at where we are in colorado and it's a it's amazing that we have chancellor joe garcia former lieutenant governor and a board who really wants to move that work ahead one if you look at our strategic plan you know a, a large part of that is about equity and it's about you know making sure that every student on every campus has an equitable education experience. So that means they come in, they are treated fairly, they're respected, they see themselves, there's value in their experience, and they are able to relate to someone on college and on their campus in a way that promotes their success. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of work we have to do because um, there's a lot of equity gaps. And matter of fact, today is Equity Day at the Capitol. Okay. We're at the Capitol this morning having this very conversation about what we have to do in order to um, create the right environment and the right structure for, for our students to achieve equity. And a large part of uh, I think the other piece to that is, is making sure that as best we can is that our campuses and our student populations um, are reflected in our faculty. Right. And making sure that our faculty are diverse and have and come from different mindsets and are all asset based and and making sure we don't have um, professors or individuals who have a deficit mindset in the classroom and really using the the classroom time because that's where the students are at most of the time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we believe that, you know, having the right classroom environment is going to help retention. It's going to help equity. Right. And it's going to encourage the students to come back and be critical thinkers so that they can go out and compete and thrive globally.
0: Mm -hmm. And we all, we all benefit when we have a workforce that, um, involves, um, diverse types of thought processes, diverse perspectives. We're bringing, um, talent and ideas to the table that would otherwise perhaps be left out and ignored. Absolutely. So we're all benefiting by having a richer experience and, and diversity of thought. Uh, let's talk about your work with the Urban Leadership Foundation of Colorado. You are the president and CCO of the ULFC. So talk about what that is, um, why it was established, and wh- why that's really important for us in in our community.
1: Right. Yeah. So the Urban Leadership Foundation was actually started in 2007, and it really was the, the brainchild of uh, local businessman Richard Lewis, uh, Senator okay. Angela Williams, mm-hmm. and former Mayor Wellington Webb. And at that point, it was really about connecting with African-American executives who were coming to Colorado and leaving very quickly mm. because they weren't able to uh, connect with community or find a home or find a place. And so they were leaving, going down south or to the east coast very quickly. Um, and since that time, it's it's evolved a little bit to really focus on emerging and arriving leaders of color. And we want them. We want to prepare them in four major areas. Politics with a little p. And what I mean by that is, is understanding what it means to be political, not necessarily to run for office, even mm. though we've had successful people run for office. Um, business in general. So just having a really good grasp of what it means to um, show up in the business world and, and, and thrive and promote um, philanthropy and nonprofit service. So we really pride ourselves on doing legacy oriented community service projects, projects that actually change the trajectory of our communities. Mm-hmm. And the, the last piece and the most important piece is leadership. Right? And it's leadership where you're really understanding yourself, understanding people, and understanding how to leverage your environment. Um, to increase your own trajectory, both personally and professionally. Mm-hmm.
0: Excellent. And you're getting ready to go on your retreat with a new group of fellows. Yes. Uh, who have just um, applied and been accepted into a 10-month yes. uh, leadership uh, program. Um, so what, what would you say are your, your most proud um, accomplishments or the fellows, the graduates, that you're most proud of?
1: Oh yeah, well, that's uh, I'm gonna get in trouble. Oh yeah, because <laughs> well, I'll,
0: I'll I'll call someone out, maybe so so you don't get in trouble. Because I just have noticed him. I spoke at the retreat last year, uh-huh. and there was a gentleman I don't even actually know his real name, but he has a business now called Buddha's Barbecue. Yes,
1: Tremaine, Tremaine Duncan. Duncan I right. am so proud yes. of Tremaine. Yeah, so
0: I saw him in the retreat talk about the idea, and mm-hmm. I see him today with yes. his own food truck and his catering yes. business. So he's really um, really. Made making an impact in the business world. Absolutely. As an entrepreneur.
1: Yeah. And you know, and watching him grow over 10 months and step out and take that risk and become a business owner, go out and secure a business loan mm-hmm. and, and, and have some shout out to Buddha's barbecue. Go get this. Oh my goodness. Um, but that's what it's all about, yeah, helping yeah. people actualize. And, you know, and some other folks who've had some tremendous things happen. Another is Micheline Johnson, who works in DPS. But she's created our Rise 5280 project where we're taking kids from our community uh, through a, a smaller leadership component and then on HBCU tour. So they can go to college campuses where they see themselves and also along the way have uh, a cultural experience. Um, and so we're always raising dollars for that. And so shout out to Michelle and reach out to her on Facebook if you're interested. But, um, and, a, and another person that uh, I would just shout out really quickly is, um, uh, Betty Hart, who is at Kaiser Permanente and she's also a minister at the Potter's house.
0: Okay, great. Well, we have a call. We've got two minutes left. Uh, thanks for calling. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I had a question for Dr. Ryan Ross, sure. it's Rhonda Hudson.
2: And I follow you on social media, and you are an amazing motivator. And my question to you is, what motivates you?
0: Oh, thank you. That's an awesome question. We've got about a minute left, Ryan.
1: Yeah, you okay. know, I, you. I I think there's a couple of things that I would say that motivate me. First and foremost, is the is just the the ability to be a father. Mm. My kids, like I want to ensure that I get it right for them. You know, because they're depending on their parents. And so making the right decisions, doing the right kinds of things for them, and being able to provide them the opportunities that I didn't have or maybe wish that I had is, is a driving factor. And the other piece is just being a servant um, in the community um, and just paying it forward. The the community invested a lot in me, and and so... I'm really geeked about the opportunity to give back to the community.
0: That's great. Well, thanks so much, Dr. Ryan Ross, and thank you, Caller, for that great question. I appreciate you joining me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: And listeners, thanks for tuning in to Living Well with Dr. Pegg. If you'd like to share this interview with a friend or connect with Dr. Ryan Ross, just go to the program archives at DrPegradio.com. We're brought to you by our sponsor, SSI Guardian, and my guest today was Dr. Ryan Ross, and I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark reminding you to live well.